this thing work? This is the Peak Boredom Podcast. Satu, dua, tiga. Okay, yeah, Hi. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to a special episode of Peak Boredom. Be Independence Day, guys. You want to wish Indonesian you an Independence, Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. Right, so okay. we did a special episode so far, so we could talk about our journey, the behind the scenes of some of the episodes that we've had. And as well as like some discussion about our favorite Indonesian food, drinks, parts of our culture, and all that good stuff. While Grace is doing a live drawing in the background, so don't mind her. So let's get started, shall we? Our first episode. Thoughts? I thought it was cool. <laughs> what are you thinking of? That was the first time we've recorded anything. We've actually had to record it twice. And yeah. We were really used to doing the whole recording thing, so we were really... We had to really follow a script and it was super stiff, I think, so we really had to like redo it. Yeah, we redo it to make it more like a conversation and I think that worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And like being a sound engineer right now, Grace, please keep your scratching scratching to a minimum. <laughs> so, <it's laughs> yeah, the first episode editing you guys was like, I had to tell you. We we had to tell Michelle not to breathe or move <laughs> for the for the next episode. <laughs> yes, she was like, <sighs> she was doing that. That was me, honestly. I think it might be like scratching around, or like because I usually record by the window. The window was open, and UK is pretty windy. So that I, don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's me hyperventilating in front of the mic. Probably. Oh, but the second episode though, you were behind a curtain and you did this. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> curtain and you could really hear it. Our that's second cool episode cool. went well. It's just that I didn't get the memo. Everyone's wearing stripes, so that's why I wore stripes on that day. <laughs> were we all wearing stripes? Yeah, I actually yeah. changed the stripe. Lauren, how did you feel becoming a guest? Because you were oh, the guest. Well, well, it's my first time being a podcast guest, but you know, like, because I'm so um, chatty, so like, as long as you give me that's a topic a, that's to talk, that's an understatement. Like, <laughs> I mean, as long as you, you give me a topic to talk about, and like, I feel like it's the it's actually the most honest I've been talking about music. So I thank you guys for that, seriously. And yeah, actually, we planned for it to be. 30 minutes it ended up to be like an hour <laughs> yeah so, so we have yeah. to learn a lot about stopping ourselves time time management we talk too much guys seriously yeah. well you grace yeah. how editing our posters for the first two it was fine it got frustrating at first <laughs> confession I just yeah. look at the colors and I go like oh it's great and then I wake up after a nap and I don't like it or I'd be like, that's great. That's great, Grace. Can you make it more blue? <laughs> and then I asked, guys, what color should I add? And I was like, I'm not going to ask Mars this because I know the answer is just blue. But like a lot of people, like a lot of my friends who saw our Instagram, they're like, gosh, the art is so pretty. Who made it? And I'm like, brass. Yeah, yeah the brass. art is like really pretty. It's so, yeah. it's so cute. It fits our theme. I mean, that's that's like also like, the process of creating the jingle. Oh yeah, I had to think. Yeah, I had I had to think of 
an instrument or something that represents Mars and Inga the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and at first, like the first samples that I sent them, I thought it was too depressing or like too serious to be a Mars or an Inga. And so like the jingle is actually inspired by their personality, which is wacky and cute. Well, not okay. Fine, cute. Yeah, my sister and, is so like, very yeah, energetic so and all. <laughs> so, yeah, it it took quite a while to make the jingle. We definitely yeah. give Lauren and Grace quite a lot of free reign in terms of music and art because we want them to explore a bit but still have like a purpose. So there's still a deadline. You still have to do something, and there's still certain requirements. But they get to experiment with styles and the different way that they want to do things. Yeah, and for us, we are making this because we actually want to talk to people, and it's um, we want to create a fun environment. No, it's, I just sound like a PR stunt, but like we just want this to be a project that we're proud of, and we can experiment and acknowledge that we'll make mistakes, so then we can grow and have more fun. Our third episode was a bit trickier because it had two guests, and the recording itself was about two hours long. Yeah, we wanted um, perspective on climate change. I think that was one of the topics we actually really care, and um, we did. It was one of the episodes that we wanted to share more to our friends. So um, we learned a lot how to make, you know. Um, an episode actually like entertaining too and in a topic that's so broad I think we made it the thing is though right that particular episode law the two guests that we had um, Nabila and Krasi they don't actually know each other so that was the first time they've ever met they met maybe two hours before the recording because after we met up, we were supposed to start about 15 minutes or half an hour after introducing the guest. But they got so caught up that we ended up chatting for two hours and then recording for another two hours. So that's why now we have like icebreakers in plan, just to avoid that. It, um, I think it worked pretty well right now. And then what's our fourth? Ayumi. Uh, Ayumi. Ayumi. I oh, think no? Ayumi is the. That's that's really fun. That's really fun. I think Ayumi when we kind of have like our hands on like what to do already, um, sort of. I mean, I, I can think... relate to Ayumi the best because I've moved a lot in that sense. But I think that was the first time we we're like, okay, you're giving me this, and I'm giving you this time, and then like the art's gonna come here. Yeah, I think by episode four, we we pretty much know what to do. Like me and Mars is just like, we're gonna gi- you're gonna give me the episode on Monday, and then I'm going to give it to you back, and then we're gonna post. <laughs> yeah, mind like you, that. we're like in three different time zones. Yeah, yeah, and then like. If I didn't finish cutting, then I'll just like send it to Mars. Like, Mars, okay, I have to go. I can't finish it. It's all on you. Yeah, I did the sound. And yeah. I mean, same for me. So I'm grateful that we have two editors because I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Inga edit, and Inga's like, what? Then? I think we 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 did. I edit the raw footage for raw footage <laughs> for um, episode six, James and Kelly, while you're doing the raw footage of Tunas. So yeah, yeah that that's when yeah two editors. 
guys, if you yeah. want to build a podcast, two editors. What are your thoughts on it? Because Lauren, you edited Kelly and James's with no science backgrounds. I know you were asking me about quite a lot of the medical jargon that came out of it. I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I do learn a lot about it. I mean, editing all of the episodes, it's like, it really opens my mind, especially when I hear it. I hear, okay, guys, I hear each episode three or four times. Seriously, I think I memorized the contents of each episode right now. Um, I'm genuinely saying that, yeah, I, I learned a lot from editing. What about you, Mars? Because Kelly's my cousin. Ooh. And you're more awkward than I am. So what was it like meeting my friends and, well, I guess my cousin and my cousin-in-law? Awkward. You can tell by that episode. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just that oh, girl, yeah. you know. Like, I'm that girl that listens, and then like by the 15 mark, you're like, wait a second, can I ask something? <laughs> um, I think. Well, it's interesting because coming into that episode, I actually don't know anything either besides the things you've told me too. And that was one of the episodes I really wanted to do because I didn't have the knowledge at all. How about you, Grace? What was it like editing? Tuna's and Kelly's and James's and Krasi and Nabila. I know you had trouble with Krasi and Nabila's one. Yeah, because a lot of people, I when I post, I normally go with a draft first and then I screenshot it and I send it to the group and normally you send it to the guests and see what they would like, if they like it, they don't. Then they go like, oh, I have a better picture. And the picture that I normally pick is specific for that pose and it goes with the patterns and everything and then once they change it I go like oh I have to like figure everything out again sometimes it goes like well it's not that hard to fi- like to fix it and everything so normally I have fun with like experimenting with different patterns or like cheesy subjects or like having diamonds and other things around with like patterns everywhere so like normally I go on Pinterest and like search for patterns or anything that's very much trending all over Instagram or something like that. And then yeah, then I just roll with it, experiment, and then like get feedback from my sister mainly on colors. Tuna's poster look, looks like you know um, what's that movie? It looks uh, like, yeah, it looks like a legit. Look, it look it looks like a. Like if you can put, make it into a movie poster, like you can. I think I like Ayumi's best for now. Ayumi's is also really nice. Ayumi's is nice because I don't know if Grace did it on purpose, but the but the um, red circle behind her, I thought she was doing it on purpose because Japan. <laughs> Japan. Japan. We thought about it, but we thought it was aggressive so we decided to go with the circle but with the sri lankan flags red color instead of the japanese imperial red yeah yeah because it, it's not the japanese red color definitely but when i see the circle i'm like oh, yeah maybe she's she's trying to show kids <laughs> yeah okay great so next segment Woo! Alright, so next part we're gonna talk about the stuff that we love most about Indonesia. Just Indonesian trivia. And we'll just list them, I guess, and we'll see if we all agree with each other. 
Okay, we'll do it quickly. Okay, come on. Favorite Indonesian food? Bakmi. Bakmi. Hey, bakmi. Padang. Uh, that's pretty good. To be fair, Indonesia, if you even in the same city, you have so many different kinds of bakmis. And for Grace, I know specifically because our mom's from Makassar. She likes the Makassar style bakmi the best. Guys, it's the best. What? It's so sweet. Uh, so it's I'm, so sweet. I'm from my family is from Sumatra, so I like the siantar um, bakmi. That one has yes. a lot of. Uh, so if you don't know, like parts of Indonesia, they have a lot of different ethnicity and like religion and all that. So where I'm from, that specific part, there's a lot of um, Christians. So our bakmi, which is kind of like a noodle, like noodle, like wet noodle. I'm not sure. We'll show a picture. Like pop. yeah, we'll show a picture. Picture, picture, picture. Uh, it has pork, so I think that taste makes a difference. Ours does too. We have chashu in ours. Yeah. Or like bakmi that they sell on the streets. Yeah. yeah, those types of bakmis are like, you don't have to see the process of how they make it. Just eat it. <laughs> you gotta be careful with that though. Disclaimer everyone, be careful when you eat. Be careful, be careful when you eat Indonesian street food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe start with the restaurant first and then make your way. <laughs> make your yeah. way. Uh, yeah. Train, train your, train your stomach. I mean, and that's then what we go for when we go home, like because you know. Right. Okay. Real quick, honorable mentions of Indonesian food. Oh, I really love kwetiau. I'm a cha kwetiau. It's in Malaysian, but we call it kwetiau. Other Indonesian food, bakso malang. Yeah. Oh, or solo or samrat. Bakso, bakso, <laughs> nasi goreng. I love sate. I can drink the sate sauce if I want to. Oh, sate yeah. is the best. The gold one. Gold, metal, charcoal. Oh my gosh. gosh. See, guys, this is how homesick we all we all are right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm craving. Oh, okay. Right. Favorite Indonesian drink. Explain what that is. Espodeng is basically this this drink. It's not it's it's a drink and a dessert. So like you yeah, it's basically it has beans and then it has some jelly, it has ice and then a chocolate syrup and then nuts and then uh, we call it messes. It's sprinkles, yeah. And then uh, some bread at the bottom so yeah that, that's basically it but of course they can they can change it a bit it varies uh, the toppings but that's the basic topic and then uh, the topping and then my my other favorite drink is Esteh which is like just normal tea like I think it's red tea but so Indonesia has some of the best jasmine tea in the world so that is jasmine oh is it jasmine? I, I, yeah. I don't know the type of the tea I just know it's Esteh we, we, we produce so much jasmine tea that our cheapest teas are jasmine. I'm oh yeah, that's, that's that's the, yes. That's the brands I like. Tongji. It's like so our, yeah. It's like our tea. Well, we call it nasi. For me, it's um something that you cannot find outside of Indonesia. It's called kopior, and it's really difficult to describe kopior. It's kind of pinkish in color, I think, and. Some people say it's fermented coconut, but I'm not sure. It's just something that you can't really find outside of Indonesia. And then another honorable mention from our mom's hometown, passion fruit syrup. 
Oh, Marisa. Marjan? Markista? No, Lauren. Oh, Mar- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Marjan. Okay, Mar- I actually don't know what I like. So I, I live like in Bandung for my childhood, which is in Java, and they have like kolak. I think I pretty much like kolak. Oh, like a sweet drink. It's sometimes it's a, it's. I think it's a drink. It's like a sweet drink. Um, it's a but dessert. I, yeah, but you can also just drink the you know the the component only <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I usually just take the the water and then I drink it and then my mom's like you're supposed to take the stuff with you. And Grace, I like espadang. I I like I have sweet tooth. So I don't right. anything. So they sold espadang in my high school at one point. Oh one yeah. And every time there we see the espadang saw, Lord and, and he, I with Lordly. Yeah. Go down the stairs holding hands and skipping to the store. We're like, yay! Yes, Grace and Grace and I, when there's always like high school events, like athletics day or what, they always have the these stalls and they always have espoding or bakso. And me and Grace and I would just like run. And those are the first stalls that we go to and like buy. And then we can buy it more than once. What's like the- after I compete, I go like Lauren. Where are you? I want to get some food. What's the drink with the green thing on it? Like it was like coconut, and then there's a chendol. Green- yeah, I like chendol actually. Chendol. I love this chendol. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with chendol. Ironically, ironically, I get a bit sick of chendol halfway through the glass. But the best chendol I've ever had that did not make me sick, weirdly enough, was in a gas station in Yogyakarta. So I have to our class was having a trip to Yogyakarta, like a Bahasa literature trip of some sort. And the teacher said, I really want to expose you guys to culture. So while we're at this pit stop, I want everyone to get a cup of that um, chendol that just happens to be on the side of the road. And when we all started drinking it and when we got on the bus, the teacher was like, this is so weird. This is the best chendol I've ever tasted. And it's from a gas station. Yeah, it's always one of those places, right? Yeah, it's always those those like places where you randomly find. Usually, they have the best food. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next question. Favorite Indo culture. Um, for me, I'm really into details and textiles, and that's probably why I love Indonesian culture so much. It's because there's so much variety of it. So for me, it's batik. Specifically so batik. Guys, batik is batik. Me and Lauren yeah. are wearing batik, and there's batik. always different forms and um, there's like they batik. are so pretty. There's batik. Different forms, different motifs, different shapes, and they all have different histories as well. So for people who don't know, it's usually made out of um, a cloth that's been drawn on with wax, and then they dye it, and it leaves um, behind. They melt off the wax, and then they just redo it until they get all the patterns that they want. If it's hand-drawn, it's usually more expensive than the ones that are printed. And they're so beautiful and they don't only really come in traditional outfits, but they also try to modernize it. So if you look around Indonesia, there's always people wearing batik in more modern designs. They come in every yeah. shape from t-shirt, dresses, scarves. Um, it's too pretty. It's too pretty, I swear. I would yeah. fight for batik. Sorry. <laughs> Me, uh, music, of course. I love, 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 love Gamelan. I love the song of Gamelan a lot. Um, Gamelan, um, 
maybe the next ones will be like Angklung and yeah, uh, uh, other stuff. But Gamelan is my favorite. As mainstream as it is, Gamelan is my favorite. Every time, you know, because I'm I'm in a music school, right? So like, every time they they had a world music class, and then the teacher was talking about Gamelan, and I'm just like, I'm proud, I'm proud, <laughs> because a lot of people are so excited with Gamelan, and then like the fact that. Gamelan is actually a really versatile and like it's so modernized as well like there's a lot of ways you can use Gamelan you can use it for EDM, you can use it for rap, you can use it for I don't anything, literally anything and it sounds nice, it doesn't sound old so like it's a it's, it's, it has really beautiful sounds and then because Indonesia is a really big country and there's a lot of areas there's there's so much different versions of gamelan. It's not only Javanese or like Balinese gamelan. There's actually Sundanese gamelan and all those things. And they're all different. They all sound different. And what I like most about gamelan is that each instrument, like each gong, sounds different. And they're not tuned. Uh, well, they are tuned, but I mean like, Maybe when you first hear it, you'll feel, oh, why does it sound a bit off? But then when you get used to it, you'll feel like the piano is not tuned. So it actually makes your ear adjust. And then you will feel that it's really beautiful and and it's also really powerful. I don't know why. I feel, I feel um, like taken aback, like taken aback. I don't know the word. Like, you know, like, whoa. <laughs> when I hear gamelan, it's just, it's just really pretty. And then I learned to play the gamelan when I was in high school with uh, one of our music teachers. And yeah, she 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 taught a bit of the music of Indonesia's music, and we we basically just like experiment with the instruments a lot. And I really like um, Japanese gamelan specifically. I like Japanese gamelan a lot. And I experiment with the scale too. So I, I'm getting too technical now with the music. <laughs> but uh, basically, yeah, I like experimenting with gamelan and I love gamelan. Okay, Mars? I don't know, man. Can I say food? I really love the food culture. Um, There's definitely a very strong tie between culture and food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, if you go to Sumatra or where I am, you can really see, like, the the mix between Chinese food and like Indian food and and then like our own culture too. Um, I just like food, man. Like I like soto. Soto is like soup or soup. I like, like when I go home to my parents, the first thing we say is, hey, wake up early tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to go to Bandung to eat bakmi and then we're going to go back and eat the, the, the ice cream from that stall. Like, all we do is like eat around and like, you know, I think the food culture is just uh, like exceptionally well, the way we mix with stuff. Um, definitely have something that's missing in Canada. Uh, or like when you go home, if you ask any Indonesian, they're definitely set food. Like even yeah. if they're like they're like don't want to recognize that they're from there or like they're like I don't know they're not really Indonesian uh, but like maybe a foreigner they definitely say food I feel yeah they they'll always say like what do you miss food they will say that and I feel like what's interesting too about Indonesian food is that 
because we're such a big country, we have a lot of ethnicity and we have a lot of different different cultures. So like our food culture is also different because I love chili and there's like I know more than like hundreds of types of chili. Like each each area in Indonesia has their own chili. And like has their own chili stuff. Depending where you are, like Javanese culture it's more sweet. But if you go to Sundanese, I think it's more don't don't I think it's more um spicy um even like the way we eat is different padang padang food like we eat it with hands and it's kind of like sushi of our indonesian sushi but if you go like to manado it's like it's just different you know the point is it's so diverse that even we're still learning about indonesian food so when yeah. people sometimes come to us and say hey have you tried this indonesian dish sometimes we might go no i have Which not one so <laughs> exactly I think um, someone once said to me, Oh my gosh, you're Indonesian. I love Indonesian fried rice, the nasi goreng kampung. And I said, Which? So for people who don't speak Indonesian, kampung means village. And so when people say village fried rice, you just kind of have to ask like, which village are you talking about? Because even within and the which area, yeah, which area, which village, which, which stall, which mother made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. Your favorite part of Indo culture? Well, I was introduced to Indonesian. I was more on the Western kind of thing because I was I went to a Western school at such a young age, and so the Western school that I went to, they kind of tried to erase it at some point. Um, but I had a Bay teacher that was like very campaigning. So when I was in third grade all the way to fifth grade, we it was mandatory for us to learn gamelan. And then in fifth grade, she started to put like our orchestra sort of thing. So I was put as the main one. And she was like, Grace, you're not going to the drums. You were terrible. And then they have like my friend who's good at the drums. They put him there. And so we all like we performed in parent teacher conferences. We performed in like meetings, like ambassadors, people coming in to perform and like assemblies and stuff like that. But I think that when, as I progressed into high school, it was more of dance because I was involved in this event in high school called Bulan Bahasa, and I was oh, yeah. in the dance, the dance section. So that's like yeah. a day where most of Indonesian school have, where we kind of like present just our remember culture. our culture. Yeah. Because just like, celebrate. if you tell me like, oh, you're Indonesian, what's your culture? I'm just gonna be like, which part? Like, even I have my own culture. And they have their own culture, so that's the day where we are presenting our own clothes, dance moves. I know when I was um, asked to present in another school, like in another country, we did the salmon dance. We guess the- oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was super fun. Yeah, and then they love it so much that they made us perform again. I think, and then they're like, oh. But we don't have our, you know, our clothes. <laughs> well, we did anyway. So I think that was pretty fun. Someone hurts. Mm-hmm. I've done someone twice. It hurts. The thing with these dances is that you expect to forget them. Because I learned this about two years ago. And so I expected like within probably when I went to university that I'd forget it completely. But the song popped up again in like an indoor event in the UK. And like by muscle memory, I like remembered the entire dance. Wow. I mean, I remember parts of it, but it's been like 10 years for me. 
Hmm. Okay. Favorite Indo songs, folk or and pop, anything. Janger, for me it's Janger. Uh, for me it's for folk song it's Tugak Tugak Suang, and for normal pop song, anything by the artist Tulus. I love Tulus so much. I my favorite song from his is uh, Sepatu. It mean it means shoes. So yeah, I really like his songs. Okay, great. Okay. What is my favorite song? I really don't know. I don't pay attention to these. I like Laskar Pelangi sometimes. I just, I just like. That's iconic. That's very iconic. Yeah, that's very iconic. Mark Mars. I like the. We have a lot of sort of independent song, whatever. I like Indonesia Beta. That's really nice. We'll end it off with like a really important segment to us. Favorite place in Indonesia to visit that is not Bali. It's an honorable mention because Indonesia is such a beautiful and diverse country, and we have such a rich biodiversity. Even if you like to go snorkeling, different areas have different types of fish, different types of coral. Um, we produce pearls as well. If you ever go, if you get to go to a agricultural festival where people showcase some of the stuff that they make, that stuff is really good. So, favorite places for holiday? Let's go with Lauren first. Bandung. Hey! I'm a city girl, guys. Guys, I'm a city girl. I don't really like to go to beaches. If you watch the uh, episode 2 on the podcast, you know that I'm scared of the oceans. So I avoid beaches at all costs. I'll only stay in the shore. That's a waste of money. So I stay in cities. I go. I love, 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 love Bandung. <laughs> That's where I'm born at. Yeah, I love Bandung. I, I go there like quite often. As a kid, I go there like every... Maybe like twice a year, like a lot. Like I just go to Bandung a lot, and now I go more to Bogor, and I love because Bogor food is Bogor food is just nice, man. So, uh, yeah, I really want to go to Surabaya. I really want to go there. I've never been there, and I've, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of people say it's nice. The food and the culture there is very strong. For me yeah. personally, I'm the opposite of Lauren. I love beaches. So for me, the Thousand Islands, so like Flores, Lombok, those kind of areas. I know it's gaining popularity now, but I really just like snorkeling. So I would say Derawan, which is in Kalimantan, Wakatobi, which I've never been to, but I really want to go, which is in Sulawesi, and Thousand Islands, just for snorkeling. Mars. Dang it, that's hard. You guys took all my answers. <laughs> um, definitely a recommendation at Lombok. If you think Bali is beautiful, please go to Lombok. There's a lot of mountains, beautiful mountains that my friends climb in high school. I think. Um, if you want good food, I think a, an interesting place is Manado. Even the way they serve oh, yeah. their food is interesting. They count. They count how many people go in rather than how much you eat in some restaurants. So that in itself is funny. And then I guess if you want like more like I guess minority Indonesian food, Medan. I'm gonna shout out Siantar, Medan. Those places they have really good um, mix of food. Uh, every time I go there with my family, I get super fat. So just be warned. Um, And I guess Bandung. Bandung is my hometown. I spent my childhood there, and I think that's also a good, really good. Like, if you don't want to go far from Jakarta, Bandung is the place if you want to explore 
food in particular. And my mom's hometown as well. I should probably mention my mom's hometown of Makassar. Big fat crowds. And really, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I really want to try to go to Makassar too. So, Surabaya and Makassar, I want to go there. Surabaya, yeah. Because I guess to me, Sulawesi is such a skinny island. It's surrounded by ocean. So, the seafood, the access to seafood is huge. And the seafood is amazing. Oh, yeah. Indonesian seafood is best. Anywhere in Indonesia. The seafood is just best, man. We have Grace. over 70,000 islands, so. Grace, favorite holiday place that's not Bali? I really enjoy going to Charita. When I was there on. Oh my gosh, Charita! Oh, Charita, I totally forgot. Charita! I know, like, it sounds like cheesy because I've been there, like, probably multiple times for, like, retreats, all family holidays. I just like it there. It's very quiet. Well, not very, but like you, you get it. It's quiet. You kind of hear the, the beaches. Like sometimes when I went to a retreat one time there, I would wake up at five in the morning, which is weird. I don't wake up normally. I would wake up early in the morning and just sit by the beach and just listen to the waves. It's very, it's really nice. Or like sometimes I accidentally sleep in the beach and like, oops. Ow. <laughs> I just, okay, I sleep anywhere. I just like, oh, I true. find somewhere and I just sleep. Grace is usually relaxing somewhere and I'm usually looking around. So during these times, I would be the person who's like looking for hermit crabs and playing with them. Charita is the one with Anak Prakatao, right? Yeah. Actually, right? Really yeah, yeah. It's the one with Anak Prakatao. So for people who don't know, there was a giant volcano named Krakatau that a couple hundred years ago, I think, it erupted so loudly that you can hear it from Australia, I think. And it kind of collapsed on itself and now it has a baby. <laughs> it's, it's called Anak. It's called Anak. The child of Krakatau. So, and it's near the Charita beach. So actually, you know, I was in Charita too. And I I stayed in the uh, at the hotel nearby, like seaside hotel. And then I saw, you know, hotels, they give like menu, channel, this. And uh, this particular hotel, they have a... Uh, they have a form, like not a form, like a brochure um, of um, like procedure if a tsunami were to happen. And you just list it, like step one, how to spot a tsunami. Step two, what to do. And like they just list it. So because I think it's because if Anak Rakatau ever erupts, we, uh, the, the tourists would know like what to do. Strangely enough, Grace and I grew up, before we ever went to Charita and Anyar and all that stuff, Grace and I grew up going on holiday to Pelabuan Ratu. And from what I've heard, Pelabuan Ratu is also quite a dangerous place. But I guess it might not have been back then. I just heard that it's haunted and the waves come up really high. I'm not sure anymore. You know, a haunted place that I heard is actually Puncak. Oh, Puncak's definitely yeah. haunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people say Puncak is haunted. Like they see a lot of sightings there. Like, yeah. So Puncak is a uh, like on top of the mountain, kind of. Yeah, that's why it's called Puncak. Puncak, well, is, that Puncak yeah. is literally means peak, means top peak, of the mountain. Peak. <laughs> peak Puncak kebosanan. A lot of like high school trips or like any kind of any trips in our school or like any other schools you go there. I think it's, is it near Bandung? Maybe on the way, uh, Bandung. Yeah, on the way. 
Yeah, pretty quiet. Nice. If you don't want to travel far. In terms of content, though, I think most of Indonesia is pretty. Well, most of Asia, to be honest, is pretty mystic anyway. Yeah. So, But Java, the island of Java, I would say is the most mystical. Yes, especially mm-hmm. areas like Yogyakarta. Yeah,我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。我觉得。
I think that's all country that has been, you know, colonized. Um, I've, I have the same sentiment with everyone. Um, our one of our other motto is Bineka Ukatika, is it? Uh, it means Bineka Tunggal Ika. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it means unity and diversity. I think that going on, um, there's a lot of cultures in Indonesia that don't get represented, especially if they're not of, you know, not a majority. And I think what we strain off from the past is having that culture in the picture of what Indonesia is. I think that's what's missing, and I hope that as our generation goes on, we can represent all these cultures we never talk about. Um, um, I just hope that we strive for a better future. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people that are our age and lower that are striving for a better Indonesia, creating NGOs, workshops, and and Indonesia's being in the media now. I think that's like in music, we all know famous Indonesian music or like in the movie actors now. I think that representation of Indonesia, especially Southeast Asia, I feel like I hope that more of us come forward to represent our culture in those mediums so that I don't get mistaken by Filipinos. Thank you. I think overall, I just want Indonesia to be like a safer place, like a safer, more inclusive, yeah. diverse place overall. Because like the underlying issue is that people, there's racism, there is corruption, there is discrimination everywhere. There's like these things that like sometimes people just never bring up and they never discuss these kind of things. So I think that we need to take these topics as a discussion to the general public of Indonesia to kind of like inform them on stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad it's happening with social media, especially um, with some cases we care about like the recent sexual harassment case um, that it's been taken out from this year's legislation. There's a lot of people on the top of that, making sure that's in the next one. Um, definitely less racism I feel in our generation I've seen a lot of a lot of the friends I made are not the same as me and you think like wow you're Indonesian but like there's a lot of cultures in Indonesia that I don't even know yet and um, I think we're doing pretty well (laughs) but we need to be better yeah I guess for like foreigners who come to Indonesia especially Bali um, I guess like probably they should learn to respect their culture, not think of it as like some like everything is unique sort of thing. They go like, oh, they look like that, it's unique. Oh, they write elephants to school or something like that. It's like no, we, like they're probably providing more stereotypes about us than they thought they think, whatever it is. That's true. People don't realize that Jakarta is a metropolitan city. We have really high yeah. it's come to the point where I've had friends who come from Indonesia to go to London and they say wow the buildings in London are so short and yet people from London still think of Indonesia as oh you ride elephants to school you swing from vines and like that's not what we are yeah they actually like a lot of foreigners like think think Indonesia is either Bali 
or um, or like yeah you guys live in straw houses or like tiny tiny houses and it's all green like that and when actually Jakarta is like a high rise building high rise buildings and it's very, literally very a mega city like city vibe yeah so i think we also want people to learn more about our home i mean we're yeah. the fourth biggest country okay like come on seriously we have we have like how many people 200 million i think 250 million if i'm not wrong the entire population of bulgaria is about was it 6 or 9 million people and there is more people than that in jakarta itself yeah jakarta is so overpopulated and so big so that's yeah. all we have today thank you guys so much for joining us thanks discuss and appreciate our indonesian culture um grace has been sketching the entire time so hopefully you'll get to see what she's been drawing later on all right happy independence day guys happy Happy independence day friday bye bye Hello, hi, thank you for listening to the Pig Boredom Podcast. This is Mars and Inga signing off and don't forget to tune in next week. Please, bye.